Another way to view these strengths or abilities that come to you naturally, a way that you can ask yourself or gauge yourself if this is a strength of yours or not, is ask yourself, does this energize me or does it drain me? CEOs often feel stuck in the grind of scaling their business and feel like they're missing out on the best parts of life, like family, friends, or travel. On this podcast, CEOs come to take themselves and their companies to the next level. Let's dive into the Millionaire Mind with your host, Dallin Schultz. Welcome back to another Millionaire Mind episode. Super excited. This is actually part two of our six-part mini series. And we wanted to do something a little different here. So we're about four months in and things have been a tremendous success. So thank you. Thank you for for tuning in, for listening, for sharing, for liking, for reviewing our podcast. So it's really been cool to see the growth and just the feedback I've been getting from people that I've been following for the past few months. So listen, if you've walked away with at least one golden nugget from one of our episodes, drop a five-star rating. That means the world to me, and it helps us get this in front of more people so we can make a greater impact. And I shared this on the last episode. I'm going to share it at the start of every episode so far. I'm proud to say that we currently have a 4.9-star rating with... They're all five-star reviews except one. One One-star review that coincidentally came one day after I declined a potential podcast guest. Because after having a brief conversation with them, I just didn't feel like it was a good fit for the show and that the value would be there to you as a listener. So I respectfully declined the the invitation to to have them on. And sure enough, the next day I got a one-star review. (laughs) Listen, I don't know if it was them. I don't have any proof or evidence of it. Just the timing was very strange. And considering that we've had five-star reviews from everyone else, you've got to wonder, right? But listen, you can't please them all. That's okay. I appreciate you tuning in today to, again, the second part two of our six-part mini-series of the six major mistakes business owners make. And listen, I'm speaking from personal experience. These are mistakes that I made. But the reason I decided to do this mini-series is because over all the people I've been interviewing these past few months, very, very successful business owners... I recognized a pattern and a lot of them, a lot of the same concepts, principles, ideas were coming up as they shared some of the mistakes that they made. So again, I'm sharing with you what I went through, the mistake I made and how I worked through it and either the tool or resource or nugget that I applied to really push through. Now with these, I'll also share a book recommendation or some other tool or resource along those lines. So without further delay, let's get into part two of this series, which I consider to be one of the the biggest mistakes that business owners make, and that's not having clarity on your own strengths and weaknesses. And to preface this, before we get in, first and foremost, you're not amazing at everything, and that is okay. And I think that's an important conversation to have with yourself and with other people. And it's hard to do because it damages our ego. It damages our pride. And as humans, that's a constant battle, trying to, to put off your pride, try to put off your ego. I like to tell people your ego is not your amigo. Okay. So with that being said, it's easy to acknowledge the things that you're good at. 
We like that. We like being proud of ourselves. We like people telling us that we're good at things. It feeds our ego. It makes us feel good. Now, when somebody provides constructive criticism or we have to admit that we personally aren't that good at something, our ego does not like that. And it's hard to admit it. So it really requires a certain level of humility to just accept and be okay with the fact that you're not incredible at everything. In fact, as you connect with some of the most successful business owners that have absolutely made it, and you start asking them questions about what they do, they'll very, very likely and very quickly tell you if it's not one of their strengths, either redirect you to someone on their team or they'll admit, hey, that's actually not my strong suit, but this is somebody that you should connect with that I think could help you more. When you have a conversation and that is what it looks like and sounds like, you know you're connecting with a very successful person because they are dialed in. They are dialed into their strengths. They know their weaknesses and they were able to effectively delegate, which delegation, effective delegation is actually going to be part three. It's a little sneak peek into our our third mini series. So not having clarity on your own strengths and weaknesses, that's one of the biggest mistakes. And, And I think one of the traps people and business owners fall into is that when they launch a business, when they get started, it might be them Uh, with a family member, a good friend, and they share the same vision. And they get along, they've played sports together, whatever the case is, so they decide to jump into business together. Again, the similar vision, and they get excited about it. So they jump in, and then six months down the road, 12 months down the road, things aren't panning out, and they can't figure out why. And there's just some resistance, and things aren't getting done, and disagreements start coming up, and they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on? And they realize that they might have two similar of skill sets. And so the things that aren't getting done are the things that neither one of them really want to do, even though it's just as important to get done, but it doesn't come to them naturally. So they put it off or they prioritize other things. And this happens time and time again. And maybe you're in this right now. Maybe to our listener, you're experiencing this right now. It happens. It's okay. I truly believe that successful businesses can't be done with the right partners, but you might have to go through a few partners to find the right one. Unfortunately, this is the case in in a lot of marriages too. Uh, People might have to go through one or two marriages before they learn and find that right person that they're really compatible with. Because there's not a lot of uh, information or stress in really understanding how to find the right partners. And unfortunately, there's a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth when you mention business partners because maybe they got screwed in the past because they didn't do their due diligence or whatever whatever the case is. Okay, The point I'm making is it's up to you. It's up to you to identify what your strengths and weaknesses are. And if you haven't effectively done this now, you and your business are suffering. You and your partnerships are suffering. An example of this, okay? So I grew up playing soccer. That was my sport. So I played a defensive midfield. So not quite attacking in the midfield, but kind of hanging back right in front of the last line of defense. And that's where my strength was. I was good at being able to read the field to see it. I was quick. So I was able to get to places and disrupt plays as needed. And I just really excelled in that position. Now, during some practices, they threw me up at 
a striker position or a forward position and their entire goal is to score goals, right? To, to receive the ball, to assist and to get points on the board. I struggled so much in that position and it was different. When I was playing defense, I was facing, I could see the majority of the field. I could see what was coming. I could see what was happening and I could predict and strategize to be effective in that space. When you're playing striker, when you're playing forward, a lot of times you have your back to the goal. And so you're actually facing your own defense and the movements and the positioning is different. And I wasn't used to that. And so the times that I did go up and play a forward or striker, fortunately, it was just in practice. It hurt the team. I didn't look like I was a quality soccer player and it overall hurt the team. Now you put me on a defense and that's where I really excelled. And same thing. If you were to take a striker and put them back on defense, the team would hurt because it's not, they weren't playing to their strengths. Okay. And you'll see this in every sport. Use basketball. You got your point guard. And then you got your center, who's your big man, right? You put your center up at point guard, the team's going to struggle. You put your point guard at center, your team's going to struggle. And these world-class athletes are going to look like they don't know how to play a sport that they're actually really, really good at. And it's not that they don't have the skill set. It's just they're not in the right position. So again, this is up to you. You need to identify what that position, what those strengths and weaknesses are for you so that you can clearly identify and see how you fit into a team. Now, with this mistake that that people make and that I made early on, it took me, I was in business for probably two or three years before I really gained clarity on what this was. Because up to that point, I was trying different things and just finding what I liked, what I didn't like. And it was very unorganized, kind of messy, a lot of trial and error. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to take you that long. It can be as simple as taking a personal assessment. And the one I'm going to share with you and talk to you about today, it's called the Gallup Clifton Strengths. And I'll get to it in a minute, but there's other ones out there, right? A lot of us have heard of the, the DISC assessment. The Colby Index is another one. Um, there's another one called the PI, which I, I believe is predictive index. All these different assessments are to help you gain clarity on who you are as a person. So the one that got introduced to me a while back, I've taken DISC assessments and other things, but I felt like it was very general, very broad. The one that got introduced to me is called the Gallup Clifton Strengths. And before I go further, I just want to let you know full transparency. I am not an affiliate for this company. I get absolutely nothing in return, but I've referred probably over a hundred people to this assessment for their own benefit. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. So go up, look it up. I'm not sending you a link or nothing. I got nothing to do with this company other than my personal experience that I've had. So I was going through business and was put onto this assessment and it's a 177 question assessment. And each question, it's timed for 20 seconds. And you can't, because it doesn't want you to think too deep into it. It wants you to answer the first thing that comes to mind. And how the questions are posed is it it gives you uh, two options, like which one are you more like? And it gives you two options on either side of the scale, and you have to select one way or the other. And again, you just have to, super simple to do. 
first thought, yeah, I lean more this way than this way, or I'm way far this way over this way. And you go through that 177 questions, takes about 45 minutes. Then it spits out a 25 page report, 25 pages of your skill sets and things that come to you naturally. So the way it's set up is after you take this assessment, there's 34 strengths. And I'm actually going to share with you some of mine, top few, just to give you an idea of what to expect. But it has 34 strengths and every report has the same 34 strengths. The difference is how they are ranked, one through 34. And this is all based on how you answer those questions. And here's the crazy thing. So the chances of you sharing the top five strengths in the same order as somebody else is one in 33 million. One in 33 million chances of you sharing the top five, same top five strengths in the same order as somebody else. That is how powerful this assessment is. So you go through, you answer the questions that spits out this report. When I went through this experience, it was the first time in my life where I was reading through my report. I was like, holy crap, this is me. Like it was so weird and kind of creepy to read something that was printed out about me just based on some couple clicks of a button of answering a question. And I'm telling you, it was accurate. And that's what made it kind of scary as I was reading through it. I was like, holy cow, this is the first time in my life where I've gained clarity on why I excel in different areas in my life. And the whole idea and purpose of this assessment, it ranks your strengths one through 34. And the idea is that you focus on your top 10 strengths. And another way to view these strengths or abilities that come to you naturally, a way that you can ask yourself or gauge yourself if this is a strength of yours or not, is ask yourself, does this energize me or does it drain me? And if you just ask those two questions, that can very quickly help you identify if it's a task that you should be doing. So this report spits out one through 34. The idea is that you focus on your top 10 because by focusing on your top 10, you're going to be in your genius zone. You're going to be working and navigating in an area where you're just firing on all cylinders. Now, naturally, since you excel in some areas, there's going to be other areas that might be not as strong and maybe not necessarily weaknesses, but maybe you're just not energized by them. Maybe they don't come to you as naturally. So it's just as important to be aware of those because that is how you effectively delegate and partner up with people. Hey, Dallin Schultz here with Rev Equity Group. We just launched an exciting new investment opportunity for those looking to diversify their investments across a thousand plus apartment units in some of the hottest markets in the country. If you are fed up with banks and the stock market and want to invest in hard assets to more effectively grow and preserve your wealth, then click on the link in the show notes for more info or go to investwithrev.com and schedule a short 15 minute intro call so we could determine if our investment strategy is aligned with your goals. It's time to take your financial future into your own hands. Take action, schedule a call, and find out how my team can serve you. At Rev, we make apartment investing easy. So my personal experience, I took this assessment, blew my mind. 
I reached out to my business partner at that time. At this point, we had been doing deals for probably about two years together. So we knew we already complemented each other. We knew we had opposite skill sets. And that's why we worked well together. But I said, Jim, you got to check out this assessment. I sent him the link. I even paid for it. He takes it. He messages me back. He's like, holy crap. I was like, yeah, holy crap. So then we compared our reports. This is the crazy thing. I kid you not. Three of his top five strengths were three of my bottom five. Wow. So I'm telling you, we already knew we complimented each other. But when we took this report, we had something tangible now to better understand how each other operates. So now when things need to get done in the business, we can effectively delegate based on our experiences and our strengths. So again, you relate this to business, even employees. You could have a phenomenal employee that has an incredible skill set, but you as a business owner, you as a boss, have them in the wrong position. So now they're spending the majority of their time doing things that actually drain them when they should be spending time over here. And the problem is they don't know this. They don't have clarity of that. And neither do you as a manager or as a business owner. And that is a major, major mistake. So it has to start with you. So after Jim and I took this assessment, everyone we brought onto our team up to this point has taken this assessment. We'll identify a need that we have in the company. We'll find somebody that we think would be a good fit. And then we have them take this assessment and we compare that to the role to really make sure we have the right person in the right seat. It gives us clarity. It gives that potential employee and partner some clarity. And it just helps us understand as a whole how we're going to work together. This is huge, absolutely huge. And it's not talked about enough. A lot of times people just get thrown in or they get excited about an opportunity or they need to fill a spot and they have the wrong player in the wrong spot. That person suffers, the team suffers, when in reality, you may not even necessarily need to fire them. Just find the role, find the position that they need to be in. But you can't do that if you don't have that clarity yourself. So again, Clifton Strengths, absolutely incredible. I think it's $60. I think it's $59.99 on their website. I am telling you, you will more than 10x, more than 20x your investment for that $60. So again, I've taken about 100 people through this, actually a strategy call using that assessment. And I'm no longer doing that. I'm not offering it, but I'm telling you, it is powerful. So highly, highly encourage you to get into it. So I'm going to share with you a couple things from my report. And you know what? I'm a fairly transparent guy with quite a bit of stuff. So if this is something that you are considering and you don't know if you want to invest the money yet, I have a special invite for you. If you're listening to this episode, email dallin at themillionairemind.us. I will actually send you my report. I'll send you my personal report. It's got my name on it. And it's got the date when I took it. So this is Dallin Schultz, 6-12-2021. Okay. So this was taken, what, two years ago? A little over two years ago. I will send this to you so that you can look through it and see how it's structured to determine if it's a good fit for you. Okay. But it lists my top 10 and it says, Hey, focus on these. These are what come to you naturally. Everything else, just manage and navigate and be aware of it. Okay. So number one for me, and it's important 
as you look through these, at the end of the report, it has definitions for each strength. If you do take this, make sure you understand the report's definitions of that strength. Okay. So real quick, for example, I took somebody through this call. One of their weaknesses was communication. And they sit down. I don't agree with that. I feel like I'm very good at communicating when things need to be updated, when things need to be done. I let everybody know what's going on. And I said, I hear you. And that's an incredible skill set to have. But that's not the report's definition of communication. So I took him to the end of the report and I said, the report's definition of communication is, it states, people exceptionally talented in the communication theme generally find it easy to put their thoughts into words. They are good conversationalists and presenters. And he said, "Mm, yeah, no, that's not me. So once he understood the report's definition, it gave him more clarity on why ordered it the way that it did. So some of these things you might not agree with right away, but I encourage you to take time to understand the report and have some of that self-awareness and self-reflection. And again, if you don't like it, it's probably because your ego's taking a hit. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. It's okay. Just take time to process it and read through it. So anyways, back to my report. I found that the number one strength that I have, it's actually called significance. And this is the definition. It says, you want to make a big impact. You are independent and prioritize projects based on how much influence they will have on your organization or the people around you. And then it lists like why significance is unique to me. And again, this part of the assessment is influence based on how all my other strengths fall into play. So even if somebody else had significance as their number one, again, the chances of us having the same top five in order is one in 33 million. So even if somebody else had significance as their number one, the next part of this assessment of what makes significance unique to them and me, they're going to have different insights because it's influenced by the rest of their strengths and how they fall. So super, super incredible. I don't understand how they came up with it, but it's really, really cool. So I want to make it a big impact. I'm independent and I prioritize projects based on how much influence they will have on my organization or people around me. And as I was reading through this, I could look back on my life and realized why I was really energized and driven in different areas in my life and why I went into some professions. I went into the medical field. I got my bachelor's in nursing because I wanted to serve. I wanted to make an impact on those people that oftentimes didn't have a choice to be where they were in that hospital, in that procedure, whatever the case is. I wanted to make an impact there and I wanted to serve and help improve their quality of life. Unfortunately, when I got in, I realized that it doesn't matter if it's a nonprofit or any hospital settings, it's just like corporate America. It's hard to not that you can't make an impact on the people you work with and the people that you serve, but there's so much bureaucracy. There's so much stuff that fills your time that it's hard to have that personal impact and connection that I thought I would get with that profession. And that's part of the reason why I left. But I look at the other things in my life and I could see, hey, when I can make an impact and it serves and helps people around me, I am energized. And I realized that I don't know that it necessarily matters what the vehicle is. As long as I feel like and believe I'm truly making a big impact, I'm going to feel like I'm excelling. 
at life. So that's my number one. It's called significance. And then I'll share with you my number two. And then again, if, if you want more of this stuff and you want to even read through my report, just again, email me, Dallin at the millionairemind.us. Ask for the, the Clifton Strengths report. I'll email it to you. I don't care. There's nothing confidential on here. Okay. And the cool thing is with each strength, it also says, hey, because this is a strength, here are some potential blind spots. And so it's very, very dialed in to your strengths and your weaknesses. And it's important to be aware of those things so that you can manage them effectively. So number two is responsibility. I take psychological ownership of what I say I'm going to do. And I'm committed to stable values such as honesty and loyalty. And again, as I look back in my life, I've realized that this strength, people are drawn to me. And I'm able to build trust actually fairly quickly with people. And that's definitely playing a large role in what we're doing now as a company because we work with private investors. And some of these investors are putting up hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they wouldn't do that if they didn't see those values of honesty and loyalty within me. So I take that responsibility, psychological ownership of doing what I say I'm going to do. And so again, that's one of my strengths and it's helped me excel in certain areas of my life. And again, it talks about things, why this is unique to me. For example, driven by your talents, you are known as a reliable and dependable person. You're motivated to work diligently. You cannot rest until you have completed what you told somebody you would do. Okay. Now, one of my weaknesses is that I feel like I easily fall into this people-pleasing situation. And that's not always the best thing to do, especially at the expense of yourself and maybe other people. But it's still a strength that I'm able to tap into and have helped me get to where I am. So again, super incredible. I'll share with you one of my bottom two. It's actually empathy. I am not, by nature, I am not empathetic person. And again, it's not that I can't be empathetic. And I found that when I'm close to somebody or I have a tight relationship with them, then it comes a lot more naturally. So if, if it's direct family members, if it's a business partner, maybe a long friend that I've known for quite some time, then it comes naturally. But in general, I am not an empathetic person. For example, if you come to me with, woe is me, woe is this, this isn't working, pity me, I'm not the guy to come to. I'm going to say, hey, Shit happens. We all got stuff we got to deal with. Build a bridge, get over it, right? Like it's life. Just deal with it. And that's just naturally how I respond to situations like that. So, again, even though it's like two, I think it's 33 out of 34 on my list, it's not that I can't be empathetic. And there's certain situations and times where I absolutely need to be empathetic. It just doesn't come to me naturally. So it's required more work for me to be aware of this and to recognize the opportunities and times where I probably need to be more empathetic than others. So again, I look for people on our team or if there's a role that requires a lot of empathy, I probably need to delegate that or find somebody else to take on that role and responsibility. And you don't want to spend all your time strengthening your weaknesses because at the end of the day, I mean, it can help make you more rounded. But again, very successful people are dialed in. They know what comes to them, what energizes them. So if you can have a team of people that are all working in an area that energizes them, you will excel as a company. So super cool assessment. 
And that's why I wanted to share this with you. And as the second part of the six-part miniseries is to really challenge you on to gain clarity on your own strengths and weaknesses. Because I'm telling you, so many people jump into business, they jump into careers, they jump into a college degree without knowing this. And then this is why 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, people are on the job and they're like, what the hell am I doing here? This sucks. Life sucks. It's not necessarily the job sucks. Maybe they're just in the wrong position or they're not playing to their strengths. So again, super important. And this is up to you. Like this is on you. Like get clarity on your strengths and weaknesses. And listen, if you're an employee or you want to work with someone else or even partner with someone else, right, in a startup venture or a business, if you knew your strengths and weaknesses and you brought that to a business owner saying, hey, as I've been following you, as I've been talking to you, I've recognized that there's a need in your company around this. I want to share with you why I feel like I would be a good fit. And you just share with them your strengths from this report, you are going to blow them away. I promise you that. So again, take time to figure out your own strengths and weaknesses because it is going to be huge, huge in determining your future success. So again, I hope this episode brought value to you today. If so, leave me a five-star rating. It truly helps get, get the podcast in front of more people so we can expand our reach and help other aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners. In our next episode, we're going to talk about the inability to effectively delegate. And this is another big mistake that business owners are making. So tune into the next episode. We'll talk about a process of delegation and I'll go through that and some of the mistakes that I made along the way. So people have been asking me what my company does. So since I have you here listening to my show, I'll share that with you now. My company partners with busy professionals that are looking to experience significant tax savings, have more to invest, and even reinvest their hard-earned capital. And we work with other successful business owners like you by offering them opportunities to invest alongside us in large apartment deals. At Rev, we found that the most successful business owners have a strong desire to give and serve. And we simply provide the vehicle to enable them to grow and preserve their wealth so they can give of their time and financial success more abundantly and freely. If you've been wanting to get involved in apartment investing, but have been too busy to figure out where or how to start, then you can find out how I can serve you by visiting Invest with Rev and schedule a 15-minute discovery call. Again, investwithrev.com and schedule a 15-minute discovery call. Most people don't realize that you don't need millions of dollars to get involved in apartment investing. It's very possible you can get started in apartment ownership today. It can be overwhelming vetting the right investment and the right operator, but at Rev, we make apartment investing easy. And remember, you can't have a million-dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. So go out there and earn your win for today, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hope you got value from this episode of The Millionaire Mind, a journey into the mindset of successful business owners. If you want to get results, you've got to take the right steps to get there. Dallin hosts a free weekly educational webinar focused on teaching you how to start investing in apartments so you too can experience the benefits of real estate ownership without doing any of the heavy lifting. There you can gain insights, connect with others like you, and ask Dallin all your burning questions about how you can start owning apartments today. 
go to themillionairemind.us. That link is in the show notes.